Have you ever known anybody who had such potential in their lives, such skill, such talent, such possibility, and you had to stand to the side and watch them squander all that potential? That's what I kind of feel like, except I feel like uh, the situation I'm in has, is good because uh, things are turning up. This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider 01, episode 25, written by Yuya Takahashi, who is once again on point, uh, once again reaching his peak, the peak of his powers, and it was directed by uh, Kazuya, uh-oh, hold on, Kami, oh boy, Kami Horiuchi, Kami Horiuchi, yeah, Kazuya, man, Kazuya, uh, Kami Horiuchi, uh, was the director of this episode. This episode had fantastic direction, fantastic fight direction. Uh, the writing was very good for what it was, which is half of it was a clip episode, a review uh, episode, kind of a great jumping point for catching people up on the series, even though, strangely enough, the five uh, challenge tournament arc between Zaya Enterprises and uh, Heaton Intelligence has not concluded. Three challenges out of five have uh, have been completed, and then the show took a detour, and it just kept on deciding to take detours, I guess. I mean, we will see what happens next episode, but the follow-up to a uh, filler arc, if you want to call it that, which I don't think it was, uh, is a, a clip show with a revelation and like a redirecting of the show into a new trajectory, which may have been the uh, trajectory planned from of old. I really don't know what's going on here, but I like what I'm seeing and I'm overall pleased with what's going on. So uh, kind of first things first, I want to talk about... Uh, actually, I'm going to complain a little bit. So I did not like... Uh, the acting, or the performance rather, uh, what the character of uh, Aruto Heaton was doing this episode. Uh, he was a lot more slapsticky, but in a, a more irritating way than he's ever been. Felt his voice was more high-pitched and squealy than it has been in the past. And I believe that it's a choice. I don't believe it's, uh, I'm not gonna hate on the actor. I think he's doing a fine job. Um, in fact, I'd say he's doing a heck of a job. But uh, what he's being asked to do is quite displeasing to me. I'm not the target audience, however, I would marvel to learn that the target audience is lapping it up and just enjoying it. Uh, I don't mind the goofball factor, but it just came back in, in full force here. And is that going to be my biggest gripe? That's probably going to be my biggest gripe. I'm going to go ahead and start uh, singing the praises of some aspects of this episode. Uh, one thing that I will praise is the... Uh, <laughs> that good-looking uh, Kamen Rider Jin Burning Falcon suit. Um, it looks kind of like a Raid Riser. Uh, I don't think it is a Raid Riser. It's something else. It's like a Zemetsu Raid Riser or something like that. Uh, it has a little bit of, like, the thing on his chest reminds me of the ridges and the, like, 
striations or whatever that were on the whale guy who's the, the last one I can think of um, but anyway it's a really good looking suit it definitely has that Kamen Rider Jin vibe it has the same eyes as the Force Riser Rider but this is not a Force Riser Rider suit uh, and it's not a Raid Riser suit either uh, I guess it's some combination of the two uh, interesting we got to see Hirobi free and getting a suit of, or a, um, looked like he was getting a, another Force Riser belt and I don't know if there was going to be something special about this belt or if we're going to see, you know, vanilla or classic uh, Force Riser, um, what was his name? Kamen Rider Scorpio? No, I guess he was Hirobi. I, that's so silly. I don't like that, guys. Anyway, um, but, you know, maybe he'll be getting his vanilla suit and then he'll be next to, you know, this uh, flashy red Burning Falcon Kamen Rider Jin. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to that. And the interplay between the Hirobi and Jin uh, characters in this episode was very interesting. Kind of doesn't have me on edge, but I'm very curious to see where that goes. What's more interesting uh, is the exposition that we got because while this was a clip episode, there was a, and then there was the shocking moments, uh, seeing Jin back, seeing Jin looking very human, him claiming that he's an evolved human gear. Uh, we got a lot of backstory into the arc, into Zaya, uh, Zaya's involvement with the arc. In fact, Zaya is the manufacturer of the arc, which. I suppose we could have guessed before. Uh, I just thought that uh, Amatsu guy had gotten himself close to the you know team and you know did some coding, kind of like how Spielberg is rumored to have directed the chase sequence in Episode Three between General Grievous and Obi Wan Kenobi. And I don't know why that's the example I'm using, but apparently that's my go-to for somebody with clout um, helping someone out else on one of their projects. Anyway, uh, very strange, but this is me. Um, anyway, that was all very interesting, but the exposition that we got, the background that we got, that Hirobi was one of these dad model, uh, Humagear, who was, whose purpose is to raise, rear, instruct, and guide young Humagear so that they, uh, go along the right path, and then it's just kind of mind-blowing to think that there were dad model Humagears, and then that... Um, Aruto's dad, his Humagear dad, was one of those guys, and I guess an older generation one because he's got the you know more prominent you know headphones, the ear over the ear headphone type Humagear gear, and uh, anyway, just people joked about uh, you know Hirobi being Jin's dad and being a bad dad, and you know Jin being this lost son trying to figure out what his dad wanted from him and how to please him and how to love him and how to be a family and things like that, and then it turns out he was actually a dad model humigear that kind of blew my mind and that was exciting to see and um, gosh what's more uh, what's more interesting about that is the end of the episode where they meet uh, at the bottom of uh, daybreak down lake or whatever you call it um, where they're inside of the ark even though it just looks like the inside of a building and, and that's all super unclear does that mean that uh, Amatsu guy and Yaiba Yua have been getting into like a submarine or something and going down there or did it sink down and there's like an elevator shaft anyway lots of silly uh things you can go off on thinking about it that as a uh, underground base at the bottom of, of of a lake I guess anyway uh silly uh, I just want to say the butt returns that's really great um <laughs> but anyway if, if you've uh, been checking out my stuff you, you know that the like the mannequin butt statue thing in uh, the HQ of Metsubo Jinrai uh, has tickled me for a long time. 
and uh, I, I keep coming back to it. So anyway, but anyway, the, the dynamic between them is really interesting because Jin tells Hirobi that he's evolved, and it looked to me as if there was some sort of special piece of technology in the clip of his gun that Hirobi handed back to Jin, but I don't know if that was the case. It might just be a clip full of bullets for him to shoot people with because um, when he pulled it out, it almost looked like he was checking to see if it was full of ammo or not, and then he reloads it. Uh, he didn't chamber the round or anything, but he you know, reloaded it in a uh, you know, sinister, menacing, slash cool kind of way, and then he turned towards Hirobi, and Hirobi you know, says like, hey, I'm so glad you're back to you know, fulfill our mission of killing the humans, and Jin tells him that's not why he's here. So Jin is now at a place where it seems like as a son, as a you know, progeny, he has surpassed his father. Somehow, uh, in the fight with uh, Shining Hopper or whatever, um, he was destroyed, and he was completely destroyed. I think he, like, dissolved, maybe, um, <clears throat> but I don't quite remember. I just, I know he blow he blew up, and they showed that again, but he's, you know, like I said, he's, he's more human-looking. He's got, like, a thing on his ear um, that is, uh, he, he looks human passing, but then he's got this thing on his ear that is supposed to signify that he's still a humagear, I guess, uh, but then he says he's this evolved form of humagear, so he's evolved past his father, what Hirobi was and is, and he has some other purpose that we don't know about, and I'm just, I'm really enthralled knowing that there's this new direction to the show, and uh, that things are going to be changing up. I'm, I almost won't mind if they don't finish off the competition arc between Zaya and uh, Heden, but part of part of the situation that irritates me is that it seems as if Amatsugai knew that this was going to happen anyway. Um, so it feels very much like he's still orchestrating things. And if he's the if Zaya Enterprises is the actual company that was in charge of the construction of the Ark, and that's why he was so involved with this, then I could see Metsubo Jinrai and all the plans that are going on here being completely part of some long con that he set up 12 years ago, and Jin surpassing Hirobi and transforming into this new thing with a, an agenda that we don't understand. That could all be part of his preset program as well, and he has set up all these, you know, if-then conditions, basically, to kind of do a layman's appeal to, uh, or reference to, like, programming language, you know, if this happens, then I want this protocol to activate, that kind of thing, and maybe that's what happened with, with Jin, and maybe, you know, because he, he was talking about common Riders being weapons, and they finally get into a Matsugai just being a weapons manufacturer, uh, which pleases me, we had some of that in, um, not some of that, that was a large part of the plot in Kamen Rider Build. Uh, it reminds me of Black Ghost from Cyborg 009. Uh, I would love to see that, uh, I'd love to see that carried through. I wonder if that's going to be the rest of the challenge throughout the uh, remainder of the series. That'll be interesting. I love that uh, we have, you Takahashi, uh, Aruto saying he refuses to just let Kamen Riders be weapons and that that's not what they are, that they protect people's dreams and all this stuff. And uh, I, I don't know. Also, um, there was a, a kind of thing that was kind of hokey in the writing where uh, Aruto said, like, this is what Kamen Rider Zero One is. And then Fuwa said, this is what 
uh, Kamen Rider, you know, Vulcan is, and we even got Jin saying this is what Kamen Rider Jin is. It was interesting to me. We didn't get, we didn't. Uh, I think even Bowser um, or Amatsu guy got to say this is what Kamen Rider Bowser is, and I don't think Yaiba got to say this is what Kamen Rider Valkyrie is. So I wonder what that means for her character, and I'm hoping that we will hear her utter those words in a future episode, and that'll be part of her uh, breaking free from Amatsu guy and doing something really interesting and bold, because I would really love to see that from this character who has been uh, sidelined and shelved and not had as much to do uh, as the, the as you would think she would by this point in the show. I'm going to wrap it up there. I just hope that uh, this kicks the show into high gear and that it's a really thrilling ride throughout the rest because this whole arc was really weird. Uh, questions for you. Do you want to see the uh, five challenge arc interrupted? Do you want to see it end? Uh, do you think Yaiba Yu is going to you know, break away from Maratsu Guy and say this is what Kamen Rider Valkyrie is? Uh, did you like Vulcan and uh, Thouser and Zero One and Jin all doing that? Uh, is Hirobi going to do that? Where do you think it's going? Uh, do you think Hirobi's going to become uh, second place? Do you think he'll be destroyed? Uh, do you think he'll become he'll become subordinate to Kamen Rider Jin uh, or you know to Jin himself? Um, I, I, just lots of questions, so throw me some answers. Anyway, MJ Loves Toku can be found on. YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out mgmunios.com for my other review series and other writer casts where I review all the, I sample review the first two episodes of all the writers, Hasey Air writers from Kuga to Z to Z-O. Then King Hearts, Queen of Sorrows where I talk about Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Got Going Ultra where I talk about Ultraman, various seasons of it. And then Swinging Through Comics where I talk about uh, Marvel Comics mostly. Got Spider-Man, Captain America, Fantastic Four, early stuff. Uh, I'm going into Vintage Marvel and enjoying that. If you love what I do and want to support me, my coffee and Redbubble accounts have you covered. Relevant links below. You can buy a Tokusatsu-inspired shirt, sticker, design, whatever that you can put on, whatever you want, and have it sent to you. Uh, if you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe and ring that bell to stay current on Weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.